0: Welcome back to Decom, cool and collected. I'm Kelly, and I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Full Court Miracle. And before we get into anything, I just want to preface and say Kelly and I are very dumb. Yeah, <laughs> we I I know literally nothing about we, Judaism. We grew up Catholic, going to Catholic school. We've established that before. The only things we were ever taught about Judaism was well, at least for me, is that it's one of three monotheistic religions. The other two are Christianity and Islam. It's an Abrahamic religion as well. Yeah, and then there was the only thing I know about Hanukkah was that the candle lit for eight days, and that's what the menorah means. I don't know why. Well, I, I looked it up, so I'll start. I'll start us off with the story of Hanukkah before we get into it. Yeah, cause it makes a lot more sense when <laughs> when you know. I literally like stopped the movie and looked up like, what is the story of Hanukkah? Yeah, because I didn't okay. know. <laughs> yeah, my knowledge is very little. You'd think in all the years that I had taken I've taken multiple like world religion classes <laughs> in my life. I know so little about any other religion. Same. Well, that's not true. I know a lot about Mormonism and sci well, they're not really religious Scientology. <laughs> well, that's a personal interest of yours. That's not because of school. I love cults. <laughs> not for what they stand for. Not just, for what no, just they're the really intrigued. I'm not gonna them. join a cult like this. <laughs> okay let's start off with the cast yeah let's jump in um uh, first we have mr alex d lins who we met in jenny project um he is i know him most as max keeble Mm -hmm. uh max keeble's big move (laughs) he did not know what i was referencing um and then we have richard t jones who was a judging amy series regular. (laughs) Of course he was. I think Alex was in Touched by an Angel, Alex Lins. Alex Lins. Maybe not. I don't, I did not look at his filmography again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but he is, you've probably seen him in something. I went through his whole filmography. I didn't recognize him in anything. He has over 106 credits, so if you are listening, you've probably seen him in something that I haven't. Um, next we have Sean Marquette who um, currently is a series regular in the Goldbergs and it's spinoff Schooled. He did some voice acting for Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which I pretended like I watched when I was in school because other kids in my class watched it, but I never did. (laughs) Um, But most importantly, he played little Maddie in 13 Going on 30. Exactly. Whenever I saw (laughs) him, I was like, oh, my God, it's Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) It's young Mark Ruffalo. Um, he was in Touched by an angel and judging Name. Of course he was. And apparently he was in an episode of Lucy McGuire that I don't remember. Hmm. Um we have Eric Nudson, who played Crash in Scott Pilgrim. I'm guessing that's one of the band members of Sexpa Bomb. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't who Crash I saw him is. in there, but I don't remember who he was. I don't remember. i'm I'm sure someone does. yeah. Um, and then we have Ms. Sheila McCarthy. Um, she played Ella's mom in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. She was one of the dairy workers in Cowbells. And most recently, she was the donut lady in Umbrella Academy. Agnes. Agnes. Uh, we have Linda Cash, who played Cadet Kelly's mom. She plays the mom in this movie as well. Um, she was also a Naturally Sadie, which sometimes I have to remind myself that Naturally Sadie isn't something that I just, like, made up in my imagination. (laughs) I liked Naturally Sadie, but I don't know if that's just because I remembered her from Degrassi, so um, yeah, and then she was also in *Spring of the Teenage Witch* apparently. And um Kelly, was there anyone else in this in this movie? Oh my God, was there? <laughs> we have a queen, Cassie Steele herself. Cassie Steele was one of the main characters of Degrassi for the longest. She was in like the first generation of like the well, the 2000s Degrassi. Yeah, the next generation, but the first generation that they had there, and she played Manny Santos. Who, a lot of people, like, that is their favorite Degrassi character. She's not my favorite Degrassi character. Who's but your favorite? I don't... That's a hard <laughs> question. I feel like it's kind of controversial, but I think that Claire is my favorite. But she's, like, way in the later seasons. So, what of, like, the originals, I... I don't know who my favorite is. But she was, like really smart she was best friends with emma and then she had some like different she went different directions she wanted to be like cool and wanted all the boys to like her so sometimes she like played dumb and did like stupid shit um but she like grew up again and that was fine so she came full circle what is manny short for manuela oh (laughs) yeah and then she has a little sister too who was also in the show twice um, I never watched Degrassi, but I did watch the end a lot, so I feel like I did watch Degrassi. Well, if you've yes, ever seen commercials, if, for if you've ever seen the commercial where the girl has her like whale tail sticking yes. out, yes, that, <laughs> that's Manny. She did that on purpose. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> all right, that's all I have on the characters. Uh, me too. And like I said, I'm gonna give you a brief, very, very brief rundown of the story of Hanukkah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this because I did not do that. Okay. So, So, from what I remember, whenever I looked it up on Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. um, so there was the land of Judea, um, I believe it's modern day Israel, I'm not 100% sure about that, and there were the Jews living there, having a good time, going to temple, praying, reading reading the Torah, having, yeah, just being themselves, and then this king... Antioch came in, and he was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You're going to worship all of my gods. I think he was Greek. I, it just said pagan gods, so I don't know if it was like Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe it wasn't. <laughs> um, and the Jews were like, uh, we don't want to do that. Why? We don't want to do that. And so they, um, Judah, Judah Maccabee and his followers, the Maccabees, um, decided to... on the Maccabees. Yeah. <laughs> Judon and his boys, the Maccabees, right. you know, hit singles. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to rise up and be, and fight back and be like, mm, we want to worship who we want, King Antioch. And then it started this, like, whole big war. That I, don't know, I guess lasted for a really long time. It was really bad, really devastating. And it was also like one of the things they talked about in the movie was that like the there weren't that many Maccabees, so it didn't yeah. really make sense how they were able to like fight off this entire army. Yeah, because they eventually like drove them out. But yeah, they like drove out like all the 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 king's warriors. But the warriors before they had left and during the war, their the Jewish temple was like destroyed. So Judah and all of his homeboys, they're like cleaning up the temple and they're like, Oh what wow, hope is lost. Like, we just went through this brutal war. What are we gonna do now? And so they're like, okay, well, first we're gonna light this candle. This candle is only gonna—we only have enough oil for one day, but we're we're just gonna light it anyway. All right, guys. Because we need hope. That's what the rabbi told us. Yes, we need hope, and we we can't get any more candle oil for another eight days. But we're we're just gonna do it this time. So they light the candle, and it ends up lasting for all the eight days until they can get the new oil. And that's Hanukkah. And that's why Hanukkah is eight days. And you like the the menorah. I don't know where the menorah comes. I did not look into it that much. I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of it would probably go over my head. But then I was thinking, like, why is there not a Veggie Tales over this? Maybe there is, and I just haven't seen it. Because it's in the Bible. Because the Torah, the the first five books of the Bible. Oh. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jesus was Jewish, y'all. Yeah, we should learn more about that. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't get it. All right, let's start. So we uh, begin on uh, a young boy dribbling a basketball through the streets of Philadelphia. The first bullet point I had is, "Oh my God, is that Manti- Manny Santos?" <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting her. He is wearing a. um, Okay, so I always thought it was pronounced Yamaka. It is pronounced Yamaka. It's just not spelled. But it's like spelled that. like Yarmoka. Yeah, well, also, um. whenever I looked it up, because I was trying to figure out how to spell it, because we saw it before we ever, like, heard it yeah. said. Um, I was like, wait, if, I mean, I saw it spelled, I was like, wait, if I've been pronouncing this wrong, I was like, put on your yarmulke. No. <laughs> um, I think they're also called kippas, but I won't yes, swear on I that. I did see that on the internet. Yeah, I saw it on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes. Yeah, so he's walking, and he's with his friend, who's, um, and... Julie. Yeah, and she's, like hey, your basketball team sucks. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, you know, I know we suck. We've lost 19 games in a row, but I really think we can turn it around. He's like, we're going to play the Warriors, and they're really good. They're undefeated, but we're going to beat them in the tournament. Yeah, and then Julie says, you know, Tyler, like the main warrior, he's going to kill y'all. And Alex just kind of like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Julie and Alex, they separate, and they're like, hey, like, we're gonna shoot hoops after school. Okay, they never explain this. So Julie is also wearing a uniform. Uh, she's wearing, like, a button-down and a plaid skirt and sweatpants under her skirt, which is a relatable thing if you yeah. went to Props private to school. Yeah, to the costume department. <laughs> yeah, well, they never explain that. Like, did, was she Catholic? Did she go to Catholic school, or was she also Jewish and what she went to, like, the girls' Jewish school? Well, he went to the all- boy. I feel like he- she was Jewish. Okay. They never uh, yeah, they that. never explain that. Well, she obviously cannot go to his school. Yeah. It's an all boys school. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't. So know. Alex meets up with his friends outside of his school. They're all wearing their um yarmulkes, and they're talking about how Alex is a ball hog and he's like, Well, I'm the only good one on the team, so <laughs> Yeah, they go to the Philadelphia Hebrew Academy. Um <laughs> I lost my place. Alex is, uh, they're, so they're going inside now. Alex is dribbling the ball in the hallway and obviously gets in trouble because you can't- you Can't do that. Play basketball inside. By, yes, by Mrs. Klein, the principal. hmm um, And she takes away his basketball. Yes. Yeah, so then we cut to, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's called history class, but the history is only about it's, the yeah, history it's, of Judaism, which, like, is fine. Yeah. I they call it history class. I would call it religion class. But. Yeah, so the rabbi begins telling the story of Hanukkah. He says there was this king that demanded everyone worship the pagan gods, and he sent armies to slaughter those who disobeyed. Um, the king succeeded everywhere except for Israel, and this is when Alex begins to daydream in class. He imagines he and his friends as, like, the Maccabees in desert clothing on the basketball court. The basketball court's, like, in the middle of the desert. Yeah, and so um, during this daydream, the, the story continues. So the Maccabees resisted, but they couldn't face the army alone, and they needed a leader. And so then we see the other team come out, and they're dressed as, like, the Roman soldiers, Yeah, Alex dribbles up the court to face the army, and there was, like, crowds at the fence uh, surrounding the court, cheering them on to, like, victory, victory. Um, Tyler, who is the, we see him as the army leader for the other team, tells Alex to just give it up, and Alex says no and throws the ball up, and whenever, whenever, (laughs) whenever he throws the ball up, we transition to the tip-off, which doesn't make any sense, because there's, it's already, like, the third quarter. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, they're tipping off. (laughs) Well, yeah, so we, yeah, they're it's... losing 22 to 46. Yeah, so Alex's team is the Lions, and their coach is just sitting on the bench, literally reading papers, and Alex asks for him to, like, coach them for something, and he's just like, let's go, Lions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we see... And then we see the, the coach on the other team, like, still telling his team to, like, press and, like, <clears throat> be on them, even though they're up by 24. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Um, we see the rabbi is sitting with Julie in the benches, and they're talking about how the team is really struggling. Yeah, Julie is cheering, and she's telling Alex, she's like, pass the ball, pass the ball, but Alex won't do it. He shoots, and he misses. Um, Number five on the Lions gets a technical, and he yells at the ref and is thrown out. Um, Has anyone on any of your sports teams ever gotten a technical? Or any of your coaches? No, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I saw so many of my coaches get technicals, (laughs) and I sort of caused another girl to get a technical. (laughs) Well, okay, I wasn't even playing, right? So, in my grade school, like, whenever you signed up for basketball, you just, like, sign up. It's, like, a part of, like, the the, uh, archdiocese sports leagues or whatever, and I... I don't know why I was there. I guess I was just, like, watching their game or whatever. And it was, like, you know, like, all of my friends on the other basketball team that I wasn't on. And they all, like, line up for a free throw. And I'm sitting – it's, like, it's like on this, like, little, like, bench area that's, like, really close to the court. And it's, like, on – it's not, like, on, like, the sidelines. It's, it's, like, at the end. So I'm, like, facing the free throw. And one of my friends – I could see her, like like, wiping her shoe – And I knew what she was doing, because she's like, oh yeah, I'll, like, squeak my shoe during free throws (laughs) to, like, mess them up. And so, like, I started sort of, like, smiling and laughing at her, and she was, like, smiling back, and then she did it, and she got a technical. (laughs) And I think it's because she, like, started smiling back at me. She got in trouble for that? Yeah. Why? Because you can't, like, intentionally squeak your shoe. (laughs) Oh. I didn't know that was a rule. I never learned that rule. I mean, I didn't do it, but... Yeah, and then, yeah, a bunch of, one of my coaches got, during softball, got thrown out for three games for yelling at the ref. Yeah, I, ha- I think occasionally I had coaches who, like, disagreed with the umps or the refs during certain things, but I don't know that they ever actually got kicked out of oh, the God, game. it happened, like, once a game. <laughs> I school. saw other teams' coaches get kicked out of games before, that was fun. I once watched my coach, um, this girl got a yellow card, and I was sitting on the bench, and... It was pretty, I mean, she was, just like, straight up, like, body slammed into this girl, like, after the whistle had already, this was during soccer, after the whistle had already blown. So, he gets her, he gives her a yellow card. You can tell, like, she's upset, and her dad was the coach. And he's just like, oh, like, good job, good job, and she goes off, and the ref goes, you can't tell her good job, she just got a yellow card. <laughs> and my coach was just like, don't tell me how to coach my team. <laughs> this was fifth grade. <laughs> okay, Moving on, this kid gets a technical. Um, Tyler asks Alex on the court how it feels to be on the worst team in basketball history. And he says, we're going to crush you in the tournament. I don't understand why this player only picks on Tyler. Like, if the entire... Oh, yeah, sorry. Tyler only picks on Alex. Like, if the whole team is bad, why? What? I don't know. Um, So then we cut to school. Ben says that he's going to get a new hard drive for Hanukkah. Um, And then... This is just, like, the whole team who are talking in the hallway. All They all say, oh, well, TJ's the lucky one because he's half Jewish and half Christian, so he gets Hanukkah and pre- and Christmas presents. Yeah, their one friend, Stick says, hey, we should remember what the season is about. He says, remember the Maccabees. And the Maccabees are the reason for the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so their one friend is like, we don't believe in fairy tales. And the other guy is like, okay, well, like, explain how this happened then. Um, He's like, it's a fairy tale. He's like, uh uh-uh, it's a miracle, bitch! Yeah, and then the friends quickly say, you know, it'd be a miracle if Alex ever passed the ball. (laughs) And so Alex tries to defend himself. He's like, well, whenever I do, the other team just ends up scoring, so I just won't. And then for, like, a brief second, they all talk about their PSATs. No, They they say, the only way we know how to score is on the PSATs! They're 14! Why are they taking the PSATs? And they all got, like, 14 to 1600. <laughs> it's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah, so Alex says, listen, guys, the, the big tournament. The Liberty Tournament. It's in our home gym this year, and I think we can win for once. Well, he says we always suck, but this year, since we have a home court advantage, we could win. And that's when all of his friends laugh at him, and he storms off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So, at home, Alex is complaining to Dad, who's making dinner, that his friends don't care if they lose. Uh, Mom Mom comes home, and she's like, listen, it's not the end of the world if you lose a basketball game. And Alex says, listen, this tournament is the most important event of my life. (laughs) Um, But his parents say, like, listen, as you get older, your priorities change. And Alex is like, well, what if I make it to the NBA? And they're like, you're never going to make it to the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I'm not trying to crush your dreams. I'm just trying to keep it real. And Alex just like leaves. We see him shooting hoops outside and dad comes to check on him and like let him know like, hey, mom just wants what's best for you. Like she's not trying to be mean. But Alex is just like, I only care about basketball. Let's play basketball. Yes. Then they play one on one and dad hits a car because they're in an alley. Ahaha! Uh, uh, yeah, at school, Alex walks in on the rabbi pretending to play basketball with you know crumpled paper in a trash can. Um, Alex tells him that the basketball team needs a Judah Maccabee to lead them to victory, um, and he asks the rabbi for a better coach. And the rabbi says, um, he see the rabbi says I will not give you your Judah. Um, you need to recognize him when you see him. <laughs> Uh, So, outside, Alex is playing, or at the park, Alex is playing one-on-one with Julie, and he's like, what did the rabbi mean when he said that? Um, Stick is sitting on a bench doing homework, and he's, and Stick says, maybe when you're really struggling, God gives you what you need. Thanks, Stick. Wow. (laughs) And then, we see that this other man is playing basketball, like, in a court next to them, and he's just making every shot, and Alex is like, that could be Judah, I'm gonna go talk to him. (laughs) Yeah, so Alex just walks over, and he's like hey, can I rebound? And he doesn't like answer. And Alex just starts like asking him questions and he's not responding. And he's like, okay, like, what's your name? What's your name? And the man's again, not responding because this tiny child is like bugging him. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I challenge you to shoot out. If I win, then you tell me your name. And if I lose, then I'll leave you alone. And so he shoots the ball and he scores. And then he like passes the ball back to the guy. And the guy's like, okay, bye, and yeah, just Yeah, so he leaves. just takes the ball and leaves, but Alex catches his license plate. Yeah, he memorizes his license plate, and <laughs> apparently, apparently it's a vanity plate, which it doesn't look like one. Yeah, and then he decides to look it up and finds all of this information about yeah. him. Alex finds out that this is Lamont Carr, and he found him <laughs> under the University of Virginia basketball roster, which must have been a long time ago, because this man is far out of college. Well, he said he also played for the Cavaliers. Yeah, um, Stick believes that Lamont is their Judah Maccabee because they, they were both nicknamed the Hammer. Uh, and because his license plate was JM and the number had something to do with, like, the story. 165, and one, the year 165 was the year that the Maccabees drove the invaders out of the temple. Yeah, Alex, Alex is doubtful of this whole story, but he doesn't really care as long as they he's can- just like he can be Judah, but he's definitely our coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Mom walks in with burnt cookies. <laughs> <laughs> at school, Alex is trying to convince his friends to see Lamont shoot at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after school, they all go to the park and just watch this stranger well, they, shooting hoops. Because their one friend is like, it's the ghost of Judah Maccabee. They yeah, keep yeah. Saying that. Yeah, they're they're convinced that Lamont is the reincarnation of judah maccabee to lead them to basketball victory <laughs> like judah led the maccabees out of religious oppression <laughs> yeah so alex goes and talks to lamont and he, they explain that he, they need his help and he can just coach them at the park and lamont's like no i'm busy and alex says no you're not i know everything about you and he just like spouts off all yeah, of these facts like that he I found Googled on the internet you, man <laughs> yeah um yeah so alex is like listen can you help us win this tournament um and Lamont says he's like, I don't have the time. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a tryout with the Sixers, that's why I'm here. He's like, I'm a player and coaching is for has-beens and wannabes. And Alex says, I'll pay you and he offers him a a crisp twenty dollar bill. Yeah, Lamont <laughs> looks doubtful at first and Alex is like, Okay, I'll give you forty and then Lamont's like All right, all right. You get an hour hour session. (laughs) You get an hour tomorrow at four. Yeah. Um. So the next morning, Alex walks into the kitchen for breakfast. Uh, Dad has to work. There's this condo that he's really—he's a realtor or something. Mm -hmm. He's really been trying to sell, but it's just not selling. Uh, Yeah. So mom is cooking. Um. And while she's cooking, uh, mom mentions that she wants Alex to think about this shadowing program at the hospital where she works where he will be able to shadow one of his colleagues and see what being a doctor is all about because mom really wants Alex to be a doctor like she is, like she is. Yeah, and Alex is like, "Uh, I don't really care about that." And mom's like, "Just consider it." And he's like, "Okay, whatever." So we cut to school, Alex and his friends are waiting for La- oh, no, not school, we cut to the, the park. park, and Alex and his friends are waiting for Lamont, and they're like, oh my God, he's never going to show. In jeans and khakis, they're all in jeans and khakis <laughs> to play basketball. <laughs> well, yeah, but then Lamont does show up, and young Mark Ruffalo says, yeah, Judah, and he's like, <laughs> Judah? And he's like, that's what us Jewish people call great athletes, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so Lamont's like, alright, well, let's get started, so he makes them run, basically, like, suicides, kind of, but they have to be, like, timed under a certain amount. Yeah, and agility drills. Yeah, he um, makes them do all these <laughs> drills, and everyone is, like, dying, and then he's just like, alright, guys, that's the hour, peace out. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just, like, like, dead on the bench, and they're like... Why do you hate us? <laughs> Which, like, I have definitely felt... Oh, yeah. When I was in high school, my soccer coach was, like, the laid-back, like, chill guy. But then, like, one day, we had to uh, practice with the varsity, and we had to run, like, basically, like, a 90-degree angle hill, and it was... <gasps> horrible. (laughs) And I was like, I'm quitting after this year. (laughs) Yeah, and so uh, Lamont says that conditioning is the best way to make a bad team better, and so then Alex pays him the extra money. It's sweaty money from his pocket. Yeah, (laughs) um, and then We see Lamont get into his van, and he's writing a letter and puts the money inside of it, and he looks at a picture of who we assume is his wife and child. This is cut later. He's, like, parked under a bridge, and there's, like, a table and chairs outside, so we already know that this is his, like, living situation at this point in time. Yeah, and so Alex's friend want to prove that Lamont is not Judah Maccabee, and so they, they're like, well, Judah Maccabee's dad was this named Matthias. This is the next day at the next practice. They, they're, like, pooling their money together to, like, try and pay him. Yeah, yeah and, and they're then, like, and he had four brothers, so we'll ask him that. So they come over, and, like, again, questions a-blazing. They're just like, what was your father's name? And <laughs> Lamont's like, like, uh... He's like, they everyone called him Skip, and the guy's like, see? And he's like, but his name was Matthew. And they're like, oh, I guess that's close enough. And they're like, how many brothers do you have? Which, first of all, how do they know he had brothers? But he's like, well, three. And he's like, well, I had four, but the other one died. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. They're like, this is Judah Maccabee, guys. Because those two similarities... Uh, Before practice, little Mark Ruffalo tries to bribe Lamont into not running any any more sprints, (laughs) Uh, but it doesn't work, unfortunately. (laughs) Good try, good try. We love that. Yeah, so they're all running, and as this happens, Tyler and his friends and come by, and they're like, look at those losers running, don't they know we're not chasing them? Ha ha ha. And uh-huh, uh-huh. Alex stops and, like, stares at them, and Lamont's like, like get give, back to it. Gives them the stink eye. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh, this'll, this'll intimidate them. <laughs> yeah, so they have to keep practicing, but... Uh- after practice, Alex's friends are like, Hey, we cannot afford to keep asking our parents for money every week. They think that we're just like spending it on stupid things and we yeah. can't tell them, like you told us we can't tell them what it's for. And Alex is like, Yeah, you can't tell them what it's for because yeah, like, my, my mom, mom my mom cannot find out. Yeah. Um and yeah. they're like, Well, then you need to come up with the money. So yeah. Um, so at home, Alex takes his like special basketball card out of this case. To yeah, sell. this like trading card. Um, mom calls him outside to help unload groceries, and when he gets there, she tells him, oh, like, I got you a spot in the hospital shadow program starting Monday after school. And Alex is like, I can't do that, I have basketball. And mom's like, uh-uh, no you don't, you're gonna do this. She's <laughs> like, this is to prepare for life. And Alex so, is 14! Yeah, <laughs> so Alex is complaining to Julie as they walk to school about how, um, he doesn't want to do this stupid internship, but his parents will freak out. Oh, and he's saying, like, he wants to do practice instead. Julie's saying that his parents are going to freak out if he sells that trading card because they got it for him for his bar mitzvah. And he won't even be at the practices, so why does it matter if he, like, if the team gets to keep practicing? And so Alex is again complaining about this, like, uh, shadowing at the hospital. Well, he he says the practice is for the others. Like, I can't win on my own. And Julie's like, "Mm, first time I ever heard that. (laughs) Yeah. Ball hog. (laughs) Um, but Julie is also upset because Alex is, like, taking this opportunity for granted. She's, like, some people would, like, really want that opportunity, like, to shadow these really well-known, like, well-known doctors, and he's, like, oh, do you want the spot instead? And Julie's, like, uh, I don't think your mom would like that, and he's, like, no, it's fine. (laughs) So he just, like, gives her the spot. (laughs) Um, so then we cut to a repairman looking up Lamont's car, and he says it's gonna take $500 to fix. Um, Alex walks up to him at the park with his money, um, but Lamont says that he can't, he can't help them anymore, because he needs more money than what they can give, and Alex is like, oh, I'll give you double. Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, Lamont's like, I can't do that, and Alex is like, please, we need you, and you need us, and so. And so he's like, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, Alex, he, like, starts talking to Lamont, and he's, yeah, this is in the park, I think I mentioned that, he says the others are, like, starting to hate basketball, because all we're doing is running, so, like. I love it and you love it. Do you think we could like teach them like why we love it so much? Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, the team shows up and they're just like, "Oh, we're going to run again." But Lamont says, "Nope, today they're going to shoot hoops." And there's a little montage of them all having fun. So fun. Um after practice, Lamont tells them that they have potential. But one of them, I don't know which one. is like, really? Like, a bunch of little white Jewish kids we have potential? And Lamont says, don't put yourself in a box. If we're going to do this, you have to believe in yourself. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, so then we cut to um, at home later at night, Alex is talking to TJ on the phone. He says they need money to help Lamont fix his van or they're going to lose him. So then he says to TJ... Uh, make sure to bring all the coffee mugs you can, and don't sleep in tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, he hangs up, and mom asks how the hospital went, and he just, like, makes up these lies on the spot, like, oh, it was great. Yeah. Cool, fun times. Bye, mom. Yeah, so then the next morning, we cut to Alex and his friends doing a coffee stand to raise this money. Outside the school. Yeah, so Principal Klein. Oh, it's with Alex's mom's espresso machine, which we saw earlier in the movie. Yeah. And I didn't write it down because I didn't think it was important. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. that important, but yeah. It's, yeah. Alex the principal could drives by and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a fundraiser for kids who need to get better self-esteem and themselves. exercise." And Miss, Cl- or yeah, Mrs. Klein is just like, "Uh, okay, whatever." But she, uh, mom is talking to dad at home. They're having this conversation about, like, I don't really know what and I don't really care. She, she's saying that she's excited that Alex is interested in becoming a doctor, finally. Oh, yeah, because um, he's supposed to be at the hospital right yeah, now. Yeah, dad is saying that he still can't sell this condo that he's been trying to sell. But then the phone rings and it's Mrs. Klein. And uh, Mrs. Klein asks mom, she's like, uh, do you know where Alex is? And she's like, Alex is at the hospital. And then she says he's what (laughs) so um back at the coffee stand mrs klein gives her phone to alex with mom on the phone i don't know why mrs klein is so against them it's a it's a good idea to raise for a sports team to raise money with a fundraiser if they need funds um so the rabbi is talking to alex inside the school um, when the rat, they're talking about the advice that the rabbi gave to Alex, and he's like, listen, I did not tell you to con Julie, lie to your parents, and hustle strangers for money, <laughs> which again, it's just a fundraiser, like, they're selling coffee. Yeah, and so they're also telling him that, like, it's so inappropriate that they're having this random man they met on the street mentor them, which is, like, kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, what about the Torah? It says that our strangers should be our neighbors, and we should treat them with love and kindness and respect, and the rabbi's like- you got me there. He's like, you know what? We're going to invite your family and Lamont over, and we're going to have Shabbat Shabbat dinner. Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah, and that's dinner. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mom – so we cut to that dinner at the rabbi's house. Um, we briefly see Mom and the rabbi's wife singing this pra- this Hebrew prayer before dinner next to the candles. Um yeah, and then we immediately cut to everyone at the dinner table. Lamont, Lamont is a little bit hesitant about horseradish on the fish. because He's like, mm, I've never had that before. But then he tries it, and it's delicious. He asks for some milk, but Alex is... Alex is everyone goes silent. And yeah. They all, like, stare at him, and they're like, we don't do dairy after <sighs> meat. Well, Alex is really nice about it. Well, he's yeah. like, hey, like, we don't do mom after meat. Mom is the only... Mom looks <laughs> horrified yeah. that like he's even asked <laughs> this. And they're just like, hey, we're kosher. And Lamont's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then oh, are like, I, I don't really know about it. Yeah, well, the rabbi's like, yeah, there's all these rules, that we don't really know why they exist. And then so mom's <laughs> like, yeah, my mom said that if, like, we knew all the rules, then we would be God. And, the, uh, like, the rabbi's wife just, like, laughs. And that's the end of that. They bond. Uh-huh. They bond over religion. Yeah. Um, yeah, they begin to talk about the team's progress, but then mom cuts in, and she says she's concerned about a stranger coaching her child in a public park. The rabbi says, "Well, you know that's a that's a good uh concern." So I think that coaching should take place at the gym, and um, and Lamont is like. y'all know i'm not jewish right (laughs) and he's like yeah it's it's fine well dad's like did you know that when the nba started it was almost exclusively jewish people playing or something yeah and they they, like bond over that for a little bit yeah but lamont says he's like hey i'm not here for coaching i'm here to try out for the sixers and the rabbi suggests a temporary position just day to day until you can't coach anymore Yeah, so Um, Mom is mad about this because she thinks that Alex is wasting his time on basketball anyway. Yeah, this is after uh, Alex, Mom, and Dad come home. Mom and Dad are walking into the kitchen by themselves. Yeah, and Dad is talking about how, like, Mom keeps trying to force Alex to give up on his dream and be a doctor. Yeah, she says, oh, like, with basketball, he won't focus on school, and he won't get into college because he's playing basketball. yeah. Um, and by the time he figures out what he wants to do with his life, it'll be too late. And Dad is like, when did you know you wanted to be a doctor? And she says, ten years old. Yeah. And Dad's like, well, your dream came true. Why don't you want the same thing for Alex? And Mom is like, you know, he's never going to be a professional basketball player. And Dad's like, I don't know that. I suspect it. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's five feet tall, but I don't know it. You still have to let him try. Yeah, and Dad's just like, listen, let's just give the rabbi's plan a chance and see how it goes. Yeah, so Um. Lamont meets Alex outside of school and immediately feels out of place. As they walk inside, he's like... He definitely sticks out a bit. Yeah, (laughs) he's... Like, over six feet tall, a tall black man in this (laughs) Jewish high school. Yeah, and so he has his basketball inside, and he ends up dropping it, and it rolls over to Mrs. Klein, who reprimands him for Mm -hmm. having this basketball inside. Yeah, Mrs. Klein already hates him, but then the previous basketball coach comes up and starts thanking him for taking... He basically, (laughs) like, jumps into his arms. He's like, thank you so much for taking over coaching. Yeah, um, so... The rabbi explains the Maccabees' plans oh, wait, to escape. Oh, wait, yeah, okay, this is, this is at practice. I was like, yeah, Julie, like, walks up to practice. The boys are in proper sweats this time. She says to herself that Alex should pass, and then immediately afterward, Lamont yells at Alex to pass, and then Julie just leaves. She just, like, watches them for, for like, a couple seconds. Yeah, they don't explain that. Yeah, the rabbi walks up. Um, he starts talking to Lamont, and Lamont is like, you know, like, these, these boys need to believe in themselves, and the rabbi says, you know, the Maccabees exposed their enemies' weakness by retreating to the hills, and they carved tunnels that only turned right. So that means the enemies could only attack with their left hand, and the Maccabees were able to defend with their right because left-handed people are the spawns of the devil. I don't know if that was a thing in Judaism, but it was in Catholicism back well, in the day. I feel like that was probably universal back in sixteen 16- in <laughs> one hundred and sixty-five. Huh? Does Judaism have the devil? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they believe in, like, heaven or hell. That's right. They don't. Yeah. So I guess not. I mean, that doesn't mean the devil doesn't exist. (laughs) Just because the devil doesn't live in hell. He lives in all of us. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you're left-handed, he does. Fun fact. My uncle (laughs) used to be left-handed. Or he was naturally left-handed, but then they made him be (laughs) right-handed. They beat the left-handed out of him. I don't know if that's how I did it. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke also. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, and so So, Lamont immediately gets the point, and he calls the team in, and he's like, I'm going to teach you about a full court press. Which is, like, the heavens have opened up. I guess they were not taught about a full court press. I guess they, I I don't know. And none of the other teams have heard of that and know how to, like, do what against How to it. just stay on your man <laughs> whenever they inbound the ball. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably wasn't. No, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so practice is over after he, like, tells him about it, and they're all, like, about to leave. Lamont gets into his van, and one of his friends is like, you know, I wonder where he goes, like, after practice. because he's ghost? always go at night? Yeah, and so Alex just takes TJ's <laughs> yeah. bike and he's like, "Hey, just ride home like, with our friend." I'm gonna find out, guys. Peace. <laughs> yeah. So he follows Lamont, who is driving his van. And like you said earlier, he drives down to this like highway overpass where he like parks. And so he's like out of the car, and Alex goes into his van and like snoops around. And Lamont hits him on the head with the newspaper. And he's like, "So now you know my secret. This is where I live. You wanna?" you know my secret. You want to join me for dinner? So they yeah, like exactly. they sit at this little like card table and eat whatever they're eating. And he's just like, "Yeah, like I was in I was in the NBA and then I got injured and my family's back home and so I don't like have any money to like be spending on anywhere to live and I'm like out of work right now, so yeah. this is where I am." And Alex says, "Listen, um, some people on the team uh might believe that you're the ghost of Judah <laughs> not me." <laughs> Um, and Alex, yeah, after Lamont explains everything, Alex says he'd give anything to follow his dreams like Lamont is, um, but whenever Lamont mentions his, uh, wife and kid, he's like, listen, like, big dreams sometimes call for big sacrifices, And then Lamont's like, listen, like, don't tell anyone about my living situation because I don't think parents are going to like that I live in a van. Yeah. And so, of course, we cut to the next day at school. Mrs. Klein comes over and she's like, Lamont, you did not fill out your residence on this form. And he's like, oh, sorry, I just moved here recently. I forgot my address. And she's like, well, I need it. And so he just makes up an address. He looks up and sees a picture of Thomas Jefferson and he makes up numbers and he's like, that's where I live. He doesn't give a zip code at all. And she's just like, okay. (laughs) so that's fine um so then we cut to alex and his family lighting the first candle on the menorah it's the first day of hanukkah um lamont looks at a drawing from his son it was a little drawing that said like my birthday wish was a like a drawing of like him and his dad that's all he wanted for his birthday it's so Mm -hmm. sad um alex for hanukkah gets an encyclopedia cd Yeah, he's trying to, like, play it off, like, thanks, Mom, I love it! But then his next present is the basketball card that he sold to pay for Lamont, and they're like, how did you know? And Dad's, like, Julie snitched, and, I don't know, I guess they bought it back. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So, the next day at school, the rabbi walks past Lamont's van, and he notices, like, a bed set up inside. So the rabbi's already like, hmm, I can see what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, As he walks in, Mrs. Klein walks up and tells him that lamont's address doesn't exist i drove all up and down jefferson and i did not find it the rabbi like tries to brush it off um but then after class uh he keeps alex and he's like i he's like listen like i can't i'm sure you probably know this but i can't cover for lamont and mrs klein discovers that he lives in a van so alex is like i have an idea Mm -hmm. um so alex comes home and he asks dad if he sold this condo yet the condo that he's been trying to sell all the whole movie um alex says he has someone who doesn't know he wants it and probably can't afford it yeah and that's like great so then after school lamont finds this note on his windshield that alex uh wrote which gives him an address and it says meet me here mrs klein will be following you uh so lamont drives to this address as we watch mrs klein follow him lamont can like see her the whole time yeah so, uh, Mrs. Klein watches Lamont walk into this apartment building. Uh, we see Alex briefly open the door for Lamont, and he says, and he gives him a key, and he says, like, wait five seconds, and then unlock the door with his key. And he closes the door. Mm-hmm. And so, we see Mrs. Klein, like, slowly, like, move her car up so that she's looking into, like, the glass door where Lamont is standing, because I guess Alex knew that she wouldn't be there yet to, to see him give him the key. Yeah. Um, so yeah so after uh, Mrs. Klein watches or like pulls up to the glass door she sees Lamont uh, unlock and enter the apartment uh, so inside the apartment Alex tells Lamont that he can stay for free till it sells Dad is there too but Lamont is like uh no, I don't take charity I don't like handouts but then Lamont and Dad end up agreeing to have Lamont finish some sort of like reserve preservations renovations and painting yeah like in final exchange, touches and exchange he stays for the there. free stay mm-hmm Um, At home, Mom brought pizza, and she sees that... Oh, we we saw this earlier, but Alex got a C in his history class. She sees the C, and she makes a meeting with the rabbi and with... Uh, Mrs. Klein and Alex. We learned that mom is on the, is, like, the board of directors for the school. Yeah, and she said, no more basketball for Alex until he, like, gets his grade up. And the rabbi's like, hey, like, that seems a little bit harsh. Like, we can work on getting his grade up. Like, I understand this is important, but also, like, basketball is very important to him. And mom is just, like, very offended that he would even say that. And she's like, you give them too much slack. And just, like, walks off. Yeah, the rabbi promises to intervene personally if things continue to go down hill for alex yeah so we cut to the boys in the locker room before a game and lamont is giving them a pep talk and he's like you know we're dogs we bark and so they all start barking they're lions <laughs> yeah well because he called them dog earlier and like, apparently they didn't know slang because they're jewish and so they were like why are you calling us dogs and they're like no it's like brother or my man do you think they're lions because of like the lion's den um, I don't know that that's in the Torah. I think that's oh. later in the Old Testament, but maybe I know it is. What we gotta do? <laughs> the King <laughs> likes Daniel more than me and you. Oh yeah, I um, guess Daniel probably isn't in the Torah. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So then he's like, you know, we're a team. We want to do what's best for the team, right? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, so Alex is going to set out this game because he's failing history and that's what's best for him, right? <laughs> and Alex is very disappointed, but he has to sit on the bench and watch the, or he sits on the bleachers and watch yeah, the team he's play. Yeah, he in the bleachers with Julie. And he asks Julie why she shows up if she's just going to roast him because that's all she does. <laughs> and then Julie gets angry and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then the team loses. Mm-hmm. Um, so the team shows up at Alex's house later that day, um, and they say that the rabbi will let him have a do-over on his history test, and they're like, listen, we're, we're a team, we're gonna help you, uh, pass because that's what teams do, so Alex is like, oh, well, I, I can't memorize anything unless it's, like, basketball related, so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll study and play basketball, and you'll memorize facts, like, stats. Amazing, so So that's what they do, we see a little (laughs) montage of that. So then whenever Alex goes to retake his test, he asks the rabbi if it's okay for him to pretend to be dribbling a ball as he takes the test. And the rabbi's like, yeah, I guess that's fine. I don't care as long Miley as you... Miley Stewart saw this and was like, oh, I can dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so he's taking the test. Um, then we cut to... Yeah, practice is starting without yeah. Alex while he's still taking his test. Um, the team tells Lamont that they are helpless without Alex. They have no game. But then Lamont says, no game. And then he turns on this, like, so, like, it's, like, all we hear is, like, a basketball, like, hitting, like, the ground. Like, it's dribbling. And then we hear, like, beats behind it. It's, like, yeah, someone made, like, a hip-hop track. It's to, just, like... like, some music. But... Yeah. <laughs> and he and then he's, like, starts, like, giving the speech, like, to the beat about trusting themselves. And so then he, like, goes to, like, each one. And, like, they're all, like, part of a body that makes up a hand hole. And Mark, young R- Mark Ruffalo is the butt. Yeah, and that's when Mrs. Klein walks in and sees Lamont teaching them how to trash talk. But, like, whenever he says the butt, he means, like, rebound and box out, which is, like, yeah. legitimately something that you are taught yeah. in every basketball practice. But she is appalled. She is appalled. Ugh. But she doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so then later on, the whole team and Lamont are waiting for Alex's grades. Well, so. wait. Well, first, Lamont teaches them. <laughs> He's like, you guys know this song? everywhere we go. Yeah. (laughs) They do the whole thing. Yeah. Like, no, we never heard that before. Y'all never seen a Frosted Flakes commercial? Well, they don't do it in order either. They just do it, like, really randomly. (laughs) It's not good. Yeah. I I remember doing that, like, with my cousins. We were like... We are the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot actually. Say I that don't even think I did. I think like I just that. watched my other cousins do it. <laughs> I think we did that at my grade school, though. I think we like did that cheer sometimes. We are the Mustangs, the mighty mighty Mustangs. <laughs> oh wait, I do remember what my mascot is. We only like brought out our mascot like once a year. Was it a Lancer? No. Oh, <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> Who was the Lancers? (laughs) Some of the high schools have Lancers. No, we were Tigers. Oh, I don't know. I, I almost, I I feel like your jerseys had, like, I guess maybe that was, yeah, somebody else. We didn't have a Tiger on any of our jerseys. We only brought the Tiger out whenever it was time to, like, students could submit a drawing for the cover of the program for our big basketball tournament, and that's, that's when the Tiger came out. (laughs) There you go. Uh, yeah, so they're all waiting to see what Alex's grade is and he hands it to Lamont and he got a B plus. Woohoo Yay! That means he can play. So uh, Lamont has to leave early because he's meeting with a friend and so he's playing basketball with his friend. Um, and they're um, just, like, having a good old time. Yeah, so we have, like, this little montage of, like, the, t- the Lions playing well with their games and having fun with practice. They practice a celebration dance where yeah. they, like, step-by-step step go on the court. I don't know. They're having I a good know. time. Um, but at practice, Lamont reveals that he's getting a 10-day contract with the Sixers, and this is where he leaves them. The team is disappointed, and Alex talks to Lamont after practice, like, oh, like, how could you do this? And Lamont's like, listen, I kept my side of the deal. Like, I said I'd be here until I got a call from the Sixers. Um, And Lamont's like, stop being so selfish. And Alex is like, you're the one who's selfish. You left your family back. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, if you stayed here, it could be stable, and they could come back. And he's like, well, they're not going to give me a full-time position. So, and that's, like, basically yeah, the end of Yeah, and he's like, that. I would have been, like, unemployed after the tournament anyway, and I am not – thrown away my shot that's literally what i wrote (laughs) yeah and so uh Uh, yeah alex tries to convince his mom to convince the school to hire lamont as a full-time coach because mom is the president of the board of directors mom says no and alex is like it's because you hate basketball mom uh mom says that he is wasting opportunities to be whatever he wants and by whatever he wants she means doctor and alex is like but i want to play basketball and mom says, You want to be like a Lamont who is a grown man who abandoned his family to chase an adolescent fantasy? And Alex is like, You don't know Lamont, and you know even less about me. And runs off. Runs off. Um, so then the rabbi begins to narrate the story of the Maccabees. Yeah, it starts in class. and there, so, Yeah, there is a darkness over the land, the temple was ransacked, and the everlasting lamp was extinguished. Yeah, they're, like, very low spirits, they're losing their will to fight, and they only have enough oil left for one day of light. And they yes. all need this light for, like, hope. Judah thought, why light one lamp for one day when more is needed to give my people hope? And that's when the bell rings. Uh, to signal that class is over. And Alex stays behind after class to talk to the rabbi. He says, if the Maccabees lost Judah, they would have been massacred. Our Judah is gone, and so is our chances of winning the tournament. And the rabbi says, well, maybe not. He says, maybe Judah's courage and leadership isn't something we should search for in others, but in ourselves. And Alex is like, I could be Judah? (laughs) And the rabbi says, it is not the size of our army, but the strength of our faith. Amazing. Uh, so then we see the menorah is lit. There's It's the sixth day of Hanukkah. Of Hanukkah. Uh, it's the beginning of the tournament. There's a big crowd for the game, and Alex gives the lines a pep talk in the locker room. Um, on the court, Alex is like, guys, remember, full court press. Our secret weapon. Yeah, They literally (laughs) their old coach isn't even there yet. Alex is coaching the team and playing. Dad is there to watch, but Mom is not. Um, We get this basketball montage of the tournament. Uh, The Lions continue to advance. They're just winning left and right until we get to the game before the the, finals. In the semifinals, it's like... Down to the last second, Alex gets fouled at fifty four to fifty three. Lions down by one, and he makes both free throws to advance to the finals. Woohoo! Um, so Alex is like waiting for his mom in her office. Yeah, well, he randomly shows up at the hospital, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Uh, we won the tournament. And no, she- we're in the finals. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> we're, <laughs> yeah, we're in the finals." And she's like, "Okay," and he's like you weren't there and that is like disappointing to him and then he asks why she can't accept him wanting to be anything besides a doctor and mom's like i just want like what's best for you and alex says that his chances of pro ball are slim and he knows that but he wishes that he that she were at least proud of him for like what he's been doing and mom's like you think i'm not proud of you but she asks what basketball means to him, because it, like, means so much. And Alex is just like, it feels like everything. Like, when I'm on the court dribbling the ball, nothing else matters. I feel like we've gotten this in every Disney Channel sports, where we're like, when I'm playing the sport, everything else disappears. It's, it's all just, that matters. It's just me in the designated sports area where and I'm supposed to And I never felt more at home. <laughs> yeah, and so Mom, like, doesn't really get it, but she kind of accepts that, Uh, Yeah, we briefly cut to, um, Lamont in the apartment. He's icing his knees. Uh, he calls his wife and he's like, you know, like, I didn't expect all these young guys to be, to, like, be outdoing me. And he says, um, listen, I have an idea. And then we immediately cut to the tournament finals versus the Warriors. It is, like, raining and pouring and storming outside. Then and the Lions come out and perform a dance to a hip-hop version of the Dreidel song. <laughs> yeah. It's very entertaining. <laughs> it's really like, Dreidel. But, dreidel, but, but made it's, it out of clay. It was also, like, made for this movie because they started <laughs> yeah. talking about full core, yeah they, <laughs> They're like, full core miracle. But I also know that, like, that's part of the Dreadle song where it's like, I had myself a Dreadle and made it out of clay. Yeah. um, The rabbi is handing out hats to everyone on the benches because he's so, or on the bleachers because he's so excited about this, yeah. how far they are. We see that Alex's dad is there and mom is not again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old coach is their coach again. Uh, the che- the lions huddle before the game and they're just like man to man full court press. <laughs> Let's do this, guys. <laughs> Our secret weapon. Yeah. So they go out on the court and Alex and Tyler trash talk a little. Alex begins to imagine them as the Maccabees again in the desert. Yeah. Um, and Alex is not the one doing the toss up, but he always like goes up like he is, but he goes to the side <laughs> and the lions yeah, he's still, like, not tall to be. <laughs> <them> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so the Lions win, or the Lions, like, get it, and they pass it to Alex, and he goes and shoots and scores the first point. Amazing. Great. Um, at the hospital, Mom is telling Julie that she'll drop her off at the basketball game because, you know, Julie's been doing the shadowing. And Julie's like, aren't you going to stay and watch Alex play? And Mom's like, well, I have to take care of something first before I watch the game. So the basketball game continues to play, and Julie arrives at the game with a poster that says, Miracles can happen, and all I thought of was the Princess Diary. <laughs> yeah, that song's been stuck in my head since I, I watched believe. it. Yeah, but also that's, like, kind of offensive. Like, they've already made it this far. it's no need to call it a miracle. <laughs> all right. Damn, Julie. <laughs> Yeah, so Uh, we see that Mom shows up at the, like, arena where Lamont should be playing his game, and she sees Lamont's friend outside, and she asks him, like, oh, where's Lamont? It's the end of the game. Yeah, she asks where Lamont is, and he says, oh, maybe inside. And she's like, well, maybe you could give me advice. What should I tell my 5-foot 14-year-old son who wants to be in the NBA? And he's like, don't give up on his dreams. He's like, he's a big dreamer, that's what you should say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So mom finds Lamont trying to get his van started in the pouring rain. Um. He says he has to get to the airport for unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. Mom tells him he's, she, She's like, hey, try turning your van on one more time. Well, she sees. she like looks up at the lighting <laughs> and she's like, try it again. So uh, he does, yeah, and it magically weird. starts. And Lamont says, "I don't get it." And Mom says, "I think I'm beginning to start." Yeah, so Uh, then, yeah, so then we cut to, um, the power go- wait, did I skip the page? No. The power goes out at the basketball game. Everyone is standing, like, the entire- like, both teams and the crowd is standing around the generator outside. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors coach suggests just ending the game- Right now. which Well, they won't have power till morning because, like, power's gone out a lot of places. And so the rabbi says that they can either stop the game as it is and the Warriors will win, or they can turn the generator on and play until the generator goes off and whoever wins at the end of that will win. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we don't have a lot of fuel. The generator won't be on for very long, but we can, like, still do that if you want to. And the Warriors coach is like, you promise that whenever the, the power goes off, that's the team who wins? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, the Lions are 18 points behind at this point. Yeah, and there's um, 15 minutes on the clock, but they surely will not have enough fuel to last that long. Yeah, so the game starts again with Mrs. Klein leading on the cheers Amazing. the stands. Um, Miss, yeah, uh, the coach, the previous, ba- the old basketball coach, his name's like Mr. Simowitz, I think. They all yeah. have like very stereotypical <laughs> like Jewish names. It's like Schlotzky and like Goldstein and Simowitz. <laughs> Yeah, he is a math teacher. Yeah, and so... so he's outside. He's, like, measuring the fuel, like, trying to calculate, like, how much time they'll have left. Uh, the lions, like, start, like, gaining points and gaining traction on the warriors, but then Mr. Simowitz... He runs inside to stop the entire game and tell everyone that the fuel will run well, out. He calls a timeout. Yeah, he calls a timeout to tell everyone that the fuel will, will run out in just under three minutes. Yeah, he should have just let them play. Yeah, until, it's so fucking stupid. Well, yeah, and so apparently in this league they don't time timeouts because timeouts are timed. You can't just have yeah, an indefinite timeout. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so they. They're like, okay, we need to get back into the game, whatever. So they go back, they start playing again, but then the other team calls a timeout. And so as they're doing that, they're like, why are they doing that? What what are they doing? But they heard that there's only two minutes and 45 seconds left of the generator before the power goes out, and they're still however many points ahead. And there's, I believe there's five minutes left on the clock yeah there's still five minutes on the clock but they know that there's only like a minute left of the time before the generator goes out so they're just running down the clock which again this is where like the timeout like uh amount of time matters because yeah. they would have had to keep playing I, yeah i don't think you can do that in basketball i've seen that done in soccer well no, wait, no it wasn't a timeout someone faked an injury to run down the well clock. yeah you can like dribble the ball around and run out the clock yeah. like that in basketball but you can't call you can't a timeout. Call a timeout. I th- well, you can't do that. because the timeouts stopped? It it was stopped, but the generator's gonna go out. That's why oh, their game oh, is gonna end. Okay. But your timeouts are timed anyway. Yeah. Okay. So it's oh, yeah. stupid. So um, they're all, yeah. like, standing there, and they're like, this is not fair. Like, so, they're like, running it's at the hopeless, clock. It's hopeless. But then Lamont appears with the light backlit behind him, like an angel from yeah. above. And he's like, what's going on? Why are we standing around? Yeah, so they explain everything. They're like, it's hopeless. Like, we're done. And Lamont's like, remember the Maccabees. And they're like, but there's 15 seconds till the generator runs out, so everyone's like counting down 15 seconds until the generator dies and the lights turn off, and the Warriors think they won. However, just a split seconds, a split second later, the generator begins running again, and all the lights turn on, and the game resumes. Yeah. Everyone just runs back out onto the court. I guess their timeout is over. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So um, yeah, so Lamont begins coaching. Um, we see this like basketball game play with horrible editing. (laughs) It's like, it's like stop motion almost. I think it's supposed to like signify that the time is passing. I don't know. It's really bad. It's like, it's like frame by frame, but in slow motion. (laughs) I do not think they wanted (laughs) to shoot the rest of the game, so they just kind of put some shit together. Yeah, so there's less than a minute left on the clock. There's 14 seconds left on the clock, and they are down by one. Yeah, the lines are down by one. Julie's sign now says miracles do happen. Amazing. The lights are beginning to flicker. Mom shows up. Yeah, Alex has the ball, and so everyone keeps saying, like, Alex, shoot, Alex, shoot, but he's, like, covered. And so one of his players gets open, he passes the ball, and he does a skyhook buzzer beater. Okay, well, that's what the (laughs) cover The coach taught him how to shoot like that. So oh, that he was, did? Yeah, in the practice when he's like, oh, you're I the R. And he taught him how to shoot like that. So that's like, oh, part of the story. Oh, line. I thought they just, like, decided to throw in a sky hook randomly. <laughs> no, no, Lamont taught him how to do that. Got it. So way anyway, they score and they win. As the generator dies, the Lions win. And the fucking scoreboard is, like, blowing sparks. Yeah. And no one percent, is concerned yes. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the scoreboard does. Blows up. out. Yeah. Yeah. Lion's Lynn. Mom and Dad greet Lamont and Alex on the court. Um, And Mom says, oh, yeah, like, I I agreed to meet Lamont's plane so that he could coach. And Alex is like, who's coming in? And this is when Lamont's wife and son run down onto the court. They're reunited. Amazing. The family's together. And Mom is like, I'm going to suggest Lamont as a full-time coach. And Lamont says, I have bad knees, and with my son, my dreams require new, I don't know what I'm trying avenues. to say. Avenues. New avenues. So he's going to be the full-time coach, and he's going to stay here with his family and be a dad to his son. Yay. Yay. Yeah, so then we see later uh, the whole family is playing basketball for some reason. as, as With Julie. Yeah, Julie's Lomond's there. family and Alex's family, and then Julie. So maybe Julie isn't Jewish because it's still like the eighth night of Hanukkah. I I don't know. They're all just playing basketball outside, having a good time. We see Lamont pick up his son and let him throw the ball in the basket. The rabbi is narrating the ending to Hanukkah, that the candles stay lit for eight days. Yeah. I tried to, like, make some sort of reference to his five minutes on the clock, and then there was, like, three minutes that the generator had, but I don't think it translated (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. That's the end. The end of the movie. Do you have any quotes? I did not. Um, I liked the one, I said it earlier, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about, um, the only thing we know, the only thing we know how to score is on the PSATs. (laughs) Um, okay, how did you rate and rank this? I gave this a 2 out of 5, it was pretty average, pretty general. I put it at number 45, uh, the Scream Team is above it, and Twas the Night is below it. Um, I gave Oh, it's by the Holiday Movies! (laughs) Perfect! I gave it a 3 out of 5, because I learned a lot about Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this would have been a good movie for me to watch to learn about Hanukkah. Yeah, I would like to know if Jewish people felt represented when seeing this. I would hope so. But also, maybe they aren't sporty, so then they're just like, this is a whole movie about basketball. But, maybe relatable still. Well, I'm sure plenty of Jewish people play sports. Well, yeah, but I'm (laughs) saying not all of them do. They only get one representation, and it's a sports movie. (laughs) Um, I put it at number 26, below 17 again, and above Twas the Night. I did want to point out, though... This movie is very similar to Gotta Kick It Up. I wrote down the parallels. Okay, so we have a minority group who's really bad at a specific sport. Um, They have to convince an unlikely coach who doesn't necessarily fit in with them. Um, This coach has sort of a mysterious past that makes them very qualified to be this coach. Um, The kids initially don't like their coaching style, and we have a protagonist who needs to learn how to play as a team. Um, at one point in the movie, they believe that the coach is going to leave them once their trust is gained, but the coach does not or comes back in some way, and then the coach becomes permanent at the school. Amazing. We did a movie twice, but we did it different. (laughs) the next movie oh so this is the last movie from 2003 so we're on to 2004 oh that's quick and our movie is pixel perfect oh i've never seen that ricky (laughs) olman hello (laughs) (laughs) so that's it Bye. bye